Hello and welcome to a brand new episode of Chatty Cathy. I am excited to speak with you today. Today is a, it's a beautiful day. The sun is shining and the birds are chirping. You actually might hear the birds chirping because I have my window open and they're pretty loud. I've heard in my area. Anytime I record anything, people say, I love the birds chirping in your background. And I think, well, I don't have birds, but I do. They're outside. So anyway, long story short, let's cut to the chase, right? Let's cut to today's topic. And today's topic is something that you might have struggled with before. Maybe you're struggling with it now. I know this is something I've dealt with before. And so today I'm going to share with you how I've overcome this. And this is common excuses or just excuses in order to avoid the things that we don't like, aka exercise. Uh, We're going to talk about our good health habits and things that we know are good for us, but yet we push off if we, quote unquote, have other things going on. Now, we know it's important to be fit. We know being fit helps us stick to our goals, helps us continue to have success in our goals. And yet a lot of us push this off because of life, right? We have a lot of excuses. So I'm going to go through the 10 most common excuses that we use to avoid exercise. And I'm also going to give you a little bit of a background about my past year, because I, as I was going through this topic, I thought, okay, Kathy, what do you do? And then I thought back to the past 12 months of my life, including COVID. And I thought, Wow, if I did not give up in the past year based on everything that's gone on, I'm pretty good. I'm pretty locked in. I'm pretty solid. And for someone who used to struggle with the back and forth, if I can do it, I'm going to tell you, you can do the same thing. So if you're struggling, pay attention, take notes today, uh, and take action on the areas that you're struggling with. Because whatever we're good at, don't worry about that. You're already good at it. You, You got that. Work on the areas that you currently screwing up on because even though we don't want to look at those areas because they're kind of uncomfortable, they're embarrassing, we feel bad about it, we're a little ashamed of it, get over it and just deal with it and move on, right? Failure is data. Take that data and use it to get better at. That's all that it is. It's not scary, I promise, okay? Scout's honor. And I'm never, I've never been a scout, but I wanted to say that, so I said it. All right, so the first common excuse that we're going to touch on today is I don't have time. I don't have time. I am so busy. Yada, yada, yada. Okay. This is irrelevant. I don't care. We all have the same amount of time. Nobody has more time than anyone else. I don't have more or less time than you. You don't have more or less time than anybody else in this world. We have 24 hours a day, seven days a week. That's it, right? So what I'm going to say about this is make the time. And the most important way to do this is to keep it simple. Too many of us over overcomplicate exercise. Just try exercising for five minutes a day. You have five minutes. I've made this part of some of my beginner in our Superstar Elite programs uh, practice. And they tell me, I don't have time. I'm busy. And I say, five minutes, five to 10 minutes. And they roll their eyes or they think, oh, okay, Kathy, whatever. But then they're 
as they continue to do that, they're shocked at the great workout that they can get in five to 10 minutes and how much better it actually has them feeling. And over time, it does get easier to increase as we start to prioritize the other things in our lives. But try just exercising for five minutes a day. If you can't go outside for a brisk walk, try doing some push-ups, sit-ups, squats, or lunges. Anything in your work, in your home, backyard, doesn't matter. Take the dog out for a walk. Do you know how happy your little doggy's going to be if you take him out for a walk instead of nagging your kids or hiring a dog walker? Go outside. You do it. Start with something easy is the, the whole point. Because once you've learned to fit it into your day in a short amount of time, then you can consider, hey, maybe I'll move into 10 minutes a day and so on. And that becomes easier. But start simple, okay? If you start to overcomplicate, try to add in an hour, forget it. It ain't going to happen. Five minutes, all right? That's number one. Common excuse number two, I have kids. Uh, Yeah, so does millions of other people in this world, right? And they still exercise if they do. But what are you going to do? Play with your kids. Maybe they're little kids. Dude, I had kids too. I still have them. They're adults now. But play with your kids. Take them to the park. Combine the exercise and the bonding time. It's fun and it's healthy. Or maybe when they're busy doing their homework or sleeping, you can do that five minutes of exercise. Do something. That is not a good excuse. Actually, I want you to reverse that excuse and think about how are you going to inspire them if you use that as an excuse. They're going to follow your example. And I've seen this, I've learned this, you know, through my own experiences that we don't do what we're told to do. I don't care what somebody tells me to do. I look at what they're doing, right? If you have somebody saying, you should be doing this and they're not doing it, are you going to want to do it? not so much, right? If they're doing it and you see that it's good and it's working well for them and you kind of want those results, then you're like, well, okay, they're saying it and they're doing it, therefore I should do it. Same thing goes for us as parents. If you have kids, you do something, they see it, they're going to follow that besides what you, what you say and you don't do, all right? So get out there, move. Uh, common excuse number three, dentistry takes up all my time and energy. Uh, no. <laughs> But let's say you're a dentist, let's say you're a doctor, let's say you're whatever it is you do for work, that takes up all your time and energy. Maybe you're a business owner, maybe you're a stay-at-home parent, doesn't matter what you are, that is another I don't have time excuse, right? All it takes is a couple of minutes. Again, we're back to that same theme. Working out, what, what working out does, whether it's for one minute, five minutes, 10 minutes, 20 minutes, doesn't matter. What it does is it energizes it, you. It actually increases the energy because you get those endorphins moving. You actually increase the, your state, right? You, the, the more you move, like just sit here for a minute. Like if you're sitting and listening, I mean, if you're already moving, then... I can't prove this to you because you're already moving. But if you're just sitting and you're like, yeah, I don't know, I'm kind of tired or I'm driving, this is boring. I want you to consider how your state will change if you move. So I want you to sit up tall or stand up, right? Lift your arms up in the air and start waving them around. And if you're driving, keep one hand or both on the steering wheel, okay? Wave those hands in the air, move your body back and forth, shift your hips around, move your legs, do whatever you can, move around. After like a few seconds, all of a sudden you're gonna start to feel an energy surge. That is 
bringing up your state by moving. And that's what working out does. It energizes you. So stop saying, oh, I'm too tired. I can't do it. Get up and move. It also helps you unwind and de-stress if you are making the time for it. Because we do sit with a lot of stress and we're tense and we're tight and we're like, that doesn't feel good after a while, right? So if your schedule permits, block off 10 more minutes at your lunch hour and walk around the block. That's all you need to do, okay? Whether you're a busy, you know, worker somewhere or at home, it doesn't matter. 10 more minutes, walk around the block at lunch, and boom, you increase your state, all right? That's included with that five minutes of workout that you did too, all right? Common excuse number four, I'm too tired. I'm so tired, I can't work out. I love this one because it's stupid, I'm sorry, it's just a stupid excuse, okay? Because what is happening is lack of exercise makes you more tired. True story. When you're tired and you don't do anything, you become more tired. Again, the lack of something, like the more you do something, the, the bigger it, it, it increases. So if you are, you know, not wanting to move and you're tired to move and you get up and move, guess what? Your energy increases. But if you sit there and use, I'm too tired, it's an excuse and you keep sitting there, you're going to get more tired. Working out refreshes you. Remember the last step I just gave you? It's going to increase those endorphins. It's going to make your energy surge. It's going to wake you up. Did you try that 10-minute walk that I suggested in the last tip? Well, probably not because you're still listening. But if you did, if you do, it will perk you up more than a 2 p.m. caffeine break. So put down the caffeine and start moving. Guys, it doesn't take a long time. Honestly, what you can do quick before I move on, if you're sitting in a chair, sit and stand up in your chair for 30 seconds. I mean, it's crazy. Make sure your chair doesn't have wheels. I just thought of that because my chair actually has wheels and I'd probably fall on my butt, Um, which might be funny, but not if I got hurt. So make sure that it's stable. Okay. If it has wheels, uh, you know, I would probably encourage you to use another chair or your couch or a bench, but sit down and stand up for a few times. You'll notice the energy increase and the tiredness go away. All right. And if you're that tired, you need more sleep, but going on. Number five, I'm sick or I'm injured. Well, Okay, so let's let's talk about this. It's one thing if you're really, really ill, okay? And that means, how do you know if you're too sick to work out? I've had this question a lot. Maybe you have a fever, probably don't work out, okay? If you're fevering, your body is really fighting an infection. So you're gonna have to just rest. Rest is more necessary than the exercise. Or you perhaps have a serious medical condition. Well, then you're gonna have to check with your doctor, right? Don't push yourself through something that you're physically unable to do. But there's a lot of times it's in our brain. Because in those conditions, again, if you're fevering, serious medical condition, rest is better than exercise. Don't be silly, right? there's, There's a flip side there to being a little bit crazy. So don't do that. The same applies to serious injuries, right? We can't move as we shouldn't move with serious injuries. We should be resting. Minor ailments, however, are a different story. So if you've got a serious injury, most likely you know it because you can't really move without screaming in agony, right? And feeling awful. That's probably a sign that you should be under a doctor's care if you're not already. Uh, so go get that and uh, deal with that under their care. But again, a minor ailment is a different story. Most of us can still exercise with a lesser illness. Say maybe we have a little head cold, right? We're just feeling a little run down, maybe allergies, or we're just using an injury like, oh, I've just... You know, my wrist has been bugging me or my ankle. We use these as excuses. There's other things we can do that's not 
not going to exacerbate. That's a big word, right? I know. I use them sometimes that can make those issues worse. So don't do movements that are going to make those issues worse. Uh, Think of things that are going to, you know, not irritate that as much and don't use that as an excuse. All right. Common excuse number six, moving on. The gym is way too expensive, Kathy, or it's too far away. I've, I've, de- I've, I've trained clients online, because uh, that's what I do now, that lived really far away from a gym. And I thought, why are you doing that? You don't have time. You can work out anywhere. It, the gym is not the only place to work out. They didn't have gyms in the olden days, and people still got exercise, right? You don't need to join a gym to exercise. Work with what you have, with where you are, and enjoy that. That's that's perfect for you right now, right? What you can start with, walk. Walking is cool. Walking is such a good, great strength exercise. Cardio exercise, everything exercise, right? And it helps reduces that stress. And it's just, it, I love it. <laughs> Walk, or maybe you want to run, do walking and running. You could do that outside. You could do that inside. You can do body weight exercise inside the house, in your house, in your office, wherever, in a hotel room, in your backyard. You can do yoga. There's free and instructional videos that are available online in all formats, yoga, Pilates, exercise, all over the place. You know, figure out what you're able to do, what you enjoy to do, and do it. Don't worry about going to the gym. The gym is not the only way to count. I actually worked out in the gym for a long time. And then since I had been working in it, it just, to me, got to be too much because it was just, it it just felt too much like I was in my work zone and I, I needed to get free of it. So I actually don't enjoy working out in the gym anymore. Yes, I like the equipment that they have that I'm not able to have at home or I don't, don't choose to have at home, but you know, we make the, we make the choices based on what's best for us. You know, there's going to be some pros and cons that aren't always in our favor or, you know, vice versa, but make the decision that's going to work for you best. If you want to join a gym and you don't want to always work out at the gym, then you could work out anywhere. Don't use that as an excuse. Common excuse number seven. It's too hard. It's just too hard to exercise. Look, do not strain yourself. I want you to start easy. Start with something easy. Sorry. We have somebody walking in with the, um, trying to get into my recording. So I'm just going to go ahead and lock the door. How about that? Right? Yeah. I'm recording this at home. So I have people walking around. Um, anyway, back to number seven, it is too hard. Now I don't want you to strain yourself. I don't want you to go overboard when you're, when I'm asking you to exercise, exercise shouldn't feel impossible. That's, that's the incorrect way to exercise. Start with something easy. Remember we talked about five minutes. So do five minutes of walking or do five push-ups. Right? And if that's too hard, then start with two minutes of walking and two push-ups. Put them together. Five minutes of walking, five push-ups. Do it again if you want to. Another five minutes of walking, another five push-ups. Or two minutes of walking, two push-ups. You can break it down to one minute of walking, one push-up. Listen, the goal is to do something. And the goal is to take baby steps. Because if you take baby steps and start small, then you can feel accomplished, successful, which will allow you to gradually progress as your body builds up the endurance and the strength. It's a good feeling. It's a win-win. Don't worry about jumping from here to there overnight. You're not going to be able to do it. And if you are able to do it, you're not going to be able to sustain it. So start small. All right. Common excuse number eight. I'm not good at it. Oh my gosh. If anybody used that excuse, that was me. Look, I was not good at anything. In sports and school, actually, I was always picked 
dead last. I didn't play sports. People think that I did. And I'm like, nope, I did not. I played on the monkey bars. <laughs> I don't know if you know that. That's That was my uh, choice, PE choice or whatever, um, recess choice. I loved the monkey bars, right? I was not good at sports though. In fact, when we had to run the mile, I remember running the last, there's this, there was, and I know I'm digressing, but I remember this, this field we used to run around in the sixth grade and this last end of this field, which was the end of our mile, I, I remember feeling like I was floating. <laughs> I remember thinking this should, this is not a good thing. I remember, I feel like I'm floating, um, which meant I was a little lightheaded, but <laughs> it didn't feel my best. Um, I hated running. I thought this is awful. Why do people do this? But listen, nobody is good at something when they start out. And since I had never done it before and I wasn't com- consistent with it, of course I sucked at it. But the good thing is, we all have the opportunity to keep going, to keep learning. And then what happens? We get better. We all have to have to start somewhere, however. So decide what you're going to choose to get better at and start there. And the most important thing I want you to consider and remember that is you got to get started. You can't just keep thinking about it and putting it off and making excuses. Making excuses suck because they give us some kind of a feeling that we're going to get to it sometime and that we have no uh, chance of doing it now because we're victims and you're not a victim. All right. Remember, you are able to start whatever it is that you choose and it's better to choose now. Exercise, the more you do, the better you get over time, right? Start small, the more you do, the better you get. And then all of a sudden you're like, hey, look at me. People think I used to play sports and I never did. Whoa me, good me. I don't know, whatever I'm saying. Let's move on. Number nine, uh, the weather sucks. Oh goodness. I live in sunny California. So I know this is not an excuse for me, even though I can use it. I can use it once in a while and it makes other people laugh in other parts of the world and country. So I'm going to tell you that I do train, again, online clients that live in areas of the of the country and the world that have crummy times of the year, snow and, you know, to awful weather outside that they can't get outdoors. Do not let the elements limit you. I want you, again, remember, you can work out anywhere. Have an indoor and an outdoor plan. Sometimes I've actually, I've, um, if you've ever done any of my workouts that I've had, I have recorded, I've done the outdoor workouts in my backyard. And then I work out in my garage and I have ones in my living room and I've done them all over the place, actually on vacation. So it doesn't matter. You just exercise the same, right? Wherever you are. Even if your indoor plan exists only as a backup to your outdoor plan, it's still a good option, right? It doesn't have to be the same. It doesn't have to be perfect. It just is what it is. And you know what? That's always great. That's perfect in that moment, all right? So don't let the weather be an excuse. Number 10. I'm not motivated. Oh my goodness. I hate this one. I hate this one. Number one, because I used to use it. You know, I was like, I'm going to wait till I'm I'm motivated. And when I'm motivated, watch out world. I'm I'm coming for you. I'm just going to get in the best shape when I'm motivated. Guess what? Motivation is fleeting and it's a mindset. It's just when I feel like it, it's like, I'm in a good mood right now. Not in a good mood. I'm going to wait till I'm in a good mood again. It's a mood. It's a mindset. You can find it in knowing that moving your body can be fun. It can be exhilarating. It can be empowering. It can be age defying, right? Finding all the good things that it, it equals in your mind. And that being sedentary is going to actually hurt you over time. So you motivate yourself based on what you're telling yourself, 
right? If you're like waking up and you're, do you hear the birds? I hear them right now. So I just had to go off base on, on, you know, off topic quickly. But when you wake up and you're tired because maybe you didn't sleep right or, you know, got a lot of stress, you just don't feel in the best of moods. You can choose to stay in that mood all day long, or if you choose to change your state in your mind, you know, move around, smile, tell yourself good things, you know, whatever it is that gets you going, then all of a sudden you're in a better mood doesn't have to be 100% perfect, but you're in a little bit of a better mood. Same thing comes with motivation. You just got to go. You got to stop worrying about that feeling hitting you so that you can then go do the thing. You got to go do the thing and then the feeling will hit you, right? So you got to get out of that uh, focus, out of that mindset. So motivation is fleeting and all of these are excuses and all of these are crap and all of these are just hold us back. Your life let me tell you, is going to go through ebbs and flows. And that's why I wanted to come back to my story about this past year. Because what I have is I have worked with, oh my gosh, hundreds, thousands of of people over the past 30 years, okay? Lots and lots and lots of people. So obviously, we all have our different stories. We have different lives. We all have different uh, excuses, limitations, what have you. But the, the most common theme is that when we set about to achieve a goal and we know that nothing's going to stop us, that is the person that's going to succeed. Even though that person might have so many things in their way, if they have the goal of achieving that success, that result, no matter what stands in their way, no matter what obstacles come up, no matter how perfect they, they think they got to be. Perfection, by the way, is just a way of procrastinating because we can't be perfect as human beings. So if you're trying to be perfect in any way, again, another issue I used to deal with, still kind of do. Uh, when we're trying to be perfect, we're just trying to hold ourselves back. We're like, you know what? When I'm perfect, then I'll do that thing. Well, you're never going to be perfect. So guess what? If you're waiting for that day, you're never going to do that thing. So the person who tells me I'm going to achieve this goal, I don't care what my obstacles are. I don't care what the issues are. I'm going to find a way. I'm not going to worry about doing it at 100% or perfectly. You know, I'm just going to do it and I'm going to find a way to get better. And that's how we grow. That's how we change. And that's how we succeed ultimately. So this past year, say right now, if you're listening to this later, then, you know, I'm just going to tell you the day that I'm recording this, it's 2021. It's actually June of 2021. Now, as we all know, the year of 2020 was a very interesting year because we had the pandemic, okay? So things were shut down, life came to a standstill. Now, in the past year, I'm going to go back to last June, last June of 2020. Now, the pandemic was in full effect, you know, it, it only got worse <laughs> as the end of the year was was brewing. But at June 2020, my daughter, who had been dating her, her boyfriend at the time, uh, were engaged, got engaged. And I thought, oh, that's an interesting time of life to get engaged during a pandemic. But you know what? We got this. And I just knew that it was going to be the perfect wedding for them. And we all went into it with that mindset. And honestly, it ended up being the perfect wedding. Um, yes, there were stresses, but that's life, right? So we got to get over the whole like, oh my gosh, it's gonna, it's, when's a perfect time? There's never a perfect time for anything. So I love the fact that this was able to kind of keep us going and push us through things that would have maybe held a lot of people back because honestly, when there's a pandemic and you can't travel, yeah, that's going to be an issue, right? But 
it all worked out and it all flowed the way it was supposed to. And I know that's how life goes. I believe in that. Okay. I believe in just moving forward. Things are just going to manifest. You just have to go with it. You have to stop holding yourself back. So cut to that last year, they get engaged. And so we're planning this wedding. Again, we got the ups and downs and, you know, this we might have to cancel this event. And then we, you know, tried to change the, where we we're going to hold the event and how many people were going to be at the event. You know, things changed over the, the last year, every month. It seemed like there was a different, you know, different rules, different regulations. Uh, we have family out of the country that couldn't attend. So there was a lot of issues that were kind of feeling a little overwhelming at times. And we just, as a family, uh, we we went through it. And I'm actually blessed to have, you know, children that they, they, they in their mindset, they were just focused in on starting a beautiful life together. And, uh, you know, they're very strong. And I am very blessed and, and proud of them for that. So we had a beautiful wedding. They, they had a beautiful wedding. And the wedding was actually in December of 2020. It was beautiful. It was exactly how it was supposed to be. The people that came were exactly the people that were supposed to be there. Uh, the event went wonderfully. I couldn't have asked for a better event. It was amazing. Okay. And they looked amazing and everything was perfect. Obviously not perfect because we know there cannot ever be perfection, but in, in, in that place, in their, uh, their celebration, that day for them was perfect. And that's my point of it is that, you know, so from June to December, we had all the ups and downs and the COVID stuff and everything going on, right? People getting sick, people, um, you know, masks and, uh, you know, being isolated. So there was always all these back and forth things, right? And planning stuff through that was a challenge, but we did it. We did it and it was something we'll never forget that experience, but I'm not done with my story. <laughs> I'm not done with my story at all. So that was a six months, okay? So a six month span of that. And I thought, whoo, we made it. That was a big, wow, right? This was huge. So here we are in December of 2020. Daughter, My daughter gets married mid-December. The next week, my dad gets sick. Now, my dad gets sick. We all think he's got COVID, all right? So we all think he's got COVID, and, you know, he does. He isolates himself from the rest, everybody else, and um, he's not getting better after a week and actually got worse. Things really escalated quickly. He ended up uh, getting something I had never had known very much about, sepsis. So his body went into sept like a shock. His his whole system had the bacteria in your blood at that point. So he was very very ill, and he was ill for about two and a half three weeks, and he ended up passing away. So, needless to say, it was a very long year. And yes, I do find myself getting emotional just thinking about it, knowing that things are meant to happen the way they're meant to happen, but we have the emotions and we have the feelings. So that all happened in December. My daughter gets married. It's a beautiful time of life. Even though we had all the ups and downs of COVID time and pandemic, still kind of in full swing there. And then my father passes away. And when he passed away, it was at the height of just the end of the year and, and flu season was high. And so hospitals were, were packed and it was a very, very stressful time. But again, my family came together, everybody pretty much leaned on each other and held each other up. And it was very sad and very difficult um, and very sudden. Yes, very sudden. Um, but I don't think there's ever any a good time to lose somebody, a family member or anybody in, in, in this life that we love and, and honor. So that was very difficult. And then 
right after that, well, actually before that, while my father was ill, my son got engaged. Okay. So it was just like so many things, right? They thought my dad had COVID. My son gets engaged. My dad ends up passing away. And now we're all dealing with all this, like what, (laughs) you know, it was just crazy times, a lot of emotions here, here and there back and forth, which is life, right? This is just life. That's why I'm sharing with you right now. Uh, and then, um, few months later, my grandmother passes away. And my grandmother had actually been living with my parents. And so when my dad passed away, I know it hit her very hard. And then she passed away. So then we had that in the midst of all that planning my son and my future uh, daughter in law's wedding has been such a blessing. I can't even express what it's meant to be able to just understand that life is full of ups and downs. And no matter what, and you're like, why is Kathy sharing this? this? This is a lot. This is heavy. And I'm not sharing it to be heavy. I'm sharing it to be real. Because look, I have no perfect scenario and situation in life. Nobody does. And just because you see somebody maybe smiling all the time or trying to do their best all the time, and not to say that I'm doing that, but I'm just saying, putting in perspective that don't judge a book by its cover. Don't expect that just because you think somebody has it easier because of what you see that they truly do have it easier or they don't have their own struggles and challenges. Look, I'm not about to hide things about myself because I believe that we're all very, very linked and similar, right? We all have our ups and downs. We all have challenges in our own way, but we deal with them in the same ways, right? We can either decide to let it pull us down and stress us out, or we can use that to be able to use our own experiences to better us, right? And to strengthen us and then to be grateful for that. And that's how I believe. And I know that's how my father believed. That's how my grandmother lived her life. And I know that I honor them by living that way, by by truly uh, enjoying the blessings that come from their lineage, right? So now enjoying this time to see the changes in this world now as Things start to go back to some sense of normal, whatever that means. I guess, you know, it's always changing. We're always changing in some many ways. And now another wedding, and it just feels like, gosh, we've come full circle and so much has happened. And what happened? And if you've ever felt like your whole life just went through this like flurry of what happened? Oh my gosh. Instead of allowing that pressure to push you down, Allow that energy to pick you up that you survived because I know I survived a lot and I know I've gone through a lot and I know that I'm not going to allow the stresses of life push me down. I'm going to use the goodness in this world, the goodness from the people, whether they're here or they've gone, to build me back up, to lift me up from their experiences, their examples, and myself to do the same thing for my children and the people around me. So my exact my my story wasn't to pull you down, so I apologize if I did. Um, but again, we all have our stories, and they all have their sad parts and their happy parts, and in the in betweens, and that is life, right? We can embrace it, we can hide from it, we can run from it, or we can just honor it and move on and understand that there's going to be some good times and there's going to be some not so good times, and it all goes together, and we all have a little bit of both. All right, so. My point is that through all of that last year, I stayed consistent to the things that are important to me, which means taking care of myself. Now, the reason I shared all that with you and I just threw that at you is because I want you to understand the 
heavy load of life sometimes can throw at you. And if you expect to be perfect, if you expect to continue, maybe you're in a program and you continue, you want to continue to be perfect or you consider to just push it off, you're doing yourself a disservice if you're pushing it off. I did not push my priorities off. There were days that I had to push it off and do it another day or maybe do less or maybe show up in a different way. But I honored the fact that I needed to take care of myself and my priorities. And my priorities are always about my health, my fitness and my nutrition and my rest, the things that keep me going. I cannot keep going through life's ups and downs if I don't put me first. I will crumble. I will fall apart as you will. So if you're listening to this right now and you're thinking, well, I do do that and sorry, my brain, my two-year-old brains, you know, like you said, do do Kathy, my, if you do that, because that's improper English, number one, grammar, number two, it just sounds ridiculous. Um, but if you're considering the fact that you should push off your priorities or you have been pushing those off, then get yourself back on track. Today, right now, immediately, like right now, go do five minutes after you listen to this of something and count it as a success because you, my friend, are worth the effort of stopping giving those stupid excuses priority over your life. Those excuses, once you give those, whether it's the 10 excuses I just read to you or whatever excuses are in your mind right now or or come up for you, those are just that, excuses. They're a challenge. I look at excuses now, this is what I look at them as, a challenge that's asking me, do you really want what you want? Do you really want your results? Are you just kind of sort of interested? And I look back at that excuse and I say, you know what? Get the heck out of my way. I am going to get this done. It might not be perfect. It might be less than. It might be uh, less time, less intense, less whatever. But I'm doing something because something always beats nothing. Think about that. If you do something, it's better than doing nothing, right? So consider the fact that you have the opportunity every day to make the decision to do more, do less, do something, or do nothing. You have that choice. You have the power. And with that comes change, whether you want to change in terms of getting better or not. And if you're stuck right now going in the opposite direction of where you want to go, guess who has all the control? You. You are in the driver's seat. All right. This is your opportunity to get rid of the darn excuse. I want to say other words right now, choice words. I'm going to be very PG right now and get them out of your way and move forward. All right. I hope this gave you some value today, some ideas of what it is that could change for you right now. Like right now, just change your story, change the excuses, change what's not working, and you're going to change your life. Again, one step forward, you'll get better, you'll get stronger, you'll be able to do more. And when you got to pull back a little, you pull back a little, but don't you dare push it off completely. That is not an excuse I'm interested in listening to in myself anymore or in you. All right, so you have that control. Get in that driver's seat. Let's get going and let's move forward together. Are you ready? All right. If you have any questions, you want to comment, you want to connect with us, you can go ahead and go to our website. And again, through there, you can send me a message. You can look up other information. But the website address is thesuperstarelite.com. T-H-E. S like Sam, U-P-E-R-S 
T, like Tom, A-R-E-L-I-T-E.com. All one word, no hyphens, no periods, nothing in between, the superstarelite.com. Go there and uh, check out some more information. Leave us a message and uh, we'll see you in the next session, podcast, recording, whatever you want to call it. Have a great rest of your day.